Hi, it's Allison, and welcome to the Elements of Us podcast. The Elements of Us is a visual framework to help simplify the subject of emotion. Through an exploration of the elements, we achieve a greater sense of well-being and build deeper connections that help us overcome life's greatest challenges together. On this episode, I speak with Laurel Rossi, co-founder of Creative Spirit, an organization that works with some of the world's best companies to bring intellectually disabled people into the workforce. Laurel and I talk about overcoming fears, building support systems, and the amazing benefits that come when we hire different. Enjoy. Okay, Laurel Rossi, it is so such a pleasure to be sitting here with you right now. Laurel, you are um, you're you're an advocate for individuals with disabilities and um, the founding executive director of Creative Spirit, which is just a phenomenal organization. So thank you for doing this with me. Thank you. It's fantastic to see you again, Allison. Such a pleasure, and um, thanks for the opportunity. Um, absolutely. And so um, I was delighted when I reached out and you instantly said yes, because it was almost exactly a year ago to the day that we were sitting in a ballroom for the first ever Creative Spirit Gala. And we have both been, we have all been to many wonderful events in, in, in business and life. And there was there was just a moment in that room where I paused and I said, I am sitting here in the midst of something so special that is going to go on for so many years to come. And, um, and that is a, 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 in recognition of the work that you've done and the importance of the cause that you are leading and um, the, the love and the spirit with which you have, have brought uh, this organization to bear. So, <laughs> yes, go ahead. No, no, thank you. Um, and and so so before we go any further, can can you just tell um, share a little bit about Creative Spirit for people listening to this who may not know about it? Happy to. Uh, Creative Spirit is an organization that was founded by myself and two other advertising industry execs who were together talking about um, what David Nobe had done in Sydney, Australia in hiring one individual with Down syndrome. And little did he know that it would turn out to be a super passion, not only of mine, but of so many people in the industry. So I love talking about it as being sort of a product of folks in the advertising industry. But Creative Spirit is a nonprofit that finds work for individuals with intellectual, developmental, and learning disabilities um, at the best companies in the world. And the reason that that's such an important subject and why employment is so important is because 85% of these individuals do not work. And the 50% of the 15% who do actually work, work for free, where they work well below minimum wage. Um. Those are those are amazing statistics, especially as as um, you know, as a mom in in these in these days where we know that there are so many um, children who have been diagnosed with different types of disabilities, and I see them in going through school. You don't think about what happens as they get older, and so the work that you're doing and this idea. I think I read that you your goal is to create 130 
thousand jobs this year, uh, a million jobs in the next decade. That's correct. So we um, we definitely have a plan um, to. There are sixty five million individuals in this country who need a job, um, and we think if we can place a million, uh, we're doing pretty good. the The thing to know is that you know since the passing of eighty eight thirty years ago, we just had the thirty year anniversary. That eighty five percent number hasn't changed at all. And so it's really hard to believe that while the deck has been cleared to some degree, let's say with regulation and just human rights, um, we really haven't done enough to create jobs and to give people a productive life. And so you can only imagine that when you fall off the cliff after school, whether that's high school or post-secondary, um, we haven't really created a path for what's next. And I think it's up to us, not only as parents and caregivers, but just as human beings to make sure that 65 million people, you know, have a productive life and something to do. And we can, the least we can do is, you know, clear the deck for them. A hundred percent. And so part of, as part of the elements of us podcast, we dive into, uh, I say five, but it usually becomes um, many more as part of our conversation. But the element I wanted to start with you with is, is love. Um, and because the um, your passion for this subject comes from from what I'll call, with all due respect to your husband, the love of your life, your daughter, your daughter Mia. Can you um, yeah. share a little bit about about Mia and um, and how 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 um, your your work with her and your work as her mom um, has brought you to this? Yeah, fantastic. She is just a light and totally punches above her weight in terms of what she accomplishes in a day, a week, an hour at school, et cetera. She has a rare disease called Williams syndrome. So it's very topical right now. Yesterday was a rare disease day. Um, And um, that means that she will have an incredible amount of delays and some learning processing issues, et cetera. And quite frankly, you know, probably the expectation for her and a lot of other kids with Williams syndrome has been that they would never attend post-secondary, they would never um, attend traditional general education, and she's done all of those things. In fact, we were just talking, she just got herself into four colleges, and she's going to her dream school, University of South Carolina, so there's a plug for that. That's Um, amazing, congratulations. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think what I'd like to say is multidimensional on that love topic. Love love can make you do a bazillion things. Yeah. Um, but it also taught me that I could either lean into what I could do for her um, and my career, or I could have leaned out and said, I'm going to devote myself to figuring out this thing called Williams syndrome and, and going for that ride. And I think leaning into both my career starting creative spirit and into how I could help Mia has just been the best thing that's happened to me. And it just makes me feel love, frankly. And, and, and you bring love to you. So, and as I I go back to that room, because you felt the love in that room and you heard, we heard from um, many different companies that have come along on this ride. Uh, You say they're the world's best companies. Can you let's, when we, uh, their support is another. Uh, element that I, you know. How can let's talk about those companies because uh, you know first of all let's give them a shout out and then let's talk about what that journey's been like and um, and you know what you've all learned along the way. 
Fantastic. Well, first of all, at our first benefit last year, we had about 25 companies in that room, just the best of the best, you know, just everybody's definition of wonderful companies like Disney and uh, IPG and McCann and Onicom and Cisco and Salesforce and Verizon and Voya. And I'll lean into those um, for a second because the Verizons and the Voyas of the world, as an example, have been um, in with both feet from day one. Not only have they um, helped us chart a path where we can employ individuals, you know, because Creative Spirit's all about action and can we really get people into jobs? Yeah. Um, but they've also been financially supportive. Voya um, provides the dollars for our coaching program. So every one of the individuals that we place gets a coach for life and that coach manages and helps that individual who's now gotten a job and their hiring manager. So they work um, hand in glove to make sure that that triangle is not only closed, but happens over a longitudinal uh, period of time so that we're ensuring success. And one thing I'm super, super, super proud of is that we have, you know, through this kind of support have been able to retain um, our candidates have been able to retain their job 100%, even through COVID, which is amazing. We did have some people go out on furlough, but they're right back in their jobs and we so work great. with them, et cetera. So you talk about support, you know, support is a magical word for so many reasons, um, including what those companies have done and are doing and how we're supporting the candidates as well. Yeah, totally. Um, you know, the the symbol for support is, is up and how we lift people up and it I was watching some of the videos that you have on the Creative Spirit site. And first of all, they just, you know, they light you up, but it's it shows how it lifts people up and the connections and the warmth that came from, from them and their experiences is, is just amazing. It's probably worth a quick shout out to, there are two women who I work with so often. Um, one is on our board, Karen Eisenbach at Voya and Tammy Irwin, who's the CEO of Verizon Business, and talk about two admirable women who just see clear to the end of the path. And whenever I need support, which is a whole nother part of the equation, right? And our leadership team for Creative Spirit, you know, I don't hesitate to reach out to those people who have provided that kind of support, not only to my um, life, but also to the mission. Yeah, and that's so important for us to all do for each other. So one of the things that we always do on these podcasts is talk about what are what I call the gray elements, the stressor elements. And when you think about bringing um, people with disabilities into the workplace, you know, there's been so much conversation around uh, diversity. But when we talk about people with disabilities, there is it, it seems to me that the that some of the gray might be fear, you know, fear of doing the, the wrong thing, fear of saying the wrong thing, fear of not knowing what what to do. So the coaching that you provide is. Um, so helpful, I would imagine. But can you talk about the fear and what you've encountered and, and how you're overcoming it? Yeah, you know, just, just being a career business person and marketer, one of the things that we did this past year when we had enough, you know, financial support to do something important as important as launch uh, the first ever study um, about the employer market, we learned about those fears. We learned about the things that are really preventing us from making phenomenal progress. I mean, there's a reason why this hasn't happened over the course of 30 years or 70 years for that matter. And there are, there are three core barriers. Number one 
Um, COVID aside, the job market for diverse candidates has really not slowed down because everybody's got it in their sights. And we are so excited for that. But the question is, you know, why aren't people with intellectual disabilities being hired faster? Or why, why aren't people clamoring for these hires, et cetera? What we learned is number one, uh, I believe there's a pipeline. And so, you know, clearly getting creative spirit on everybody's radar to understand that we have this, you know, pipeline of candidates is one thing. Number two, given the focus on diversity, inclusion, and equity among HR managers, among organizations that are really looking to be more diverse, they just haven't been given more resources and tools. They've been given a mandate, but they haven't necessarily been given the things that they need to be successful at their jobs. And nobody wants to stink at their job. <laughs> Everybody wants to be right. successful. How do we make it happen? This is all new. There's so much to learn. That's right. And the third thing um, in our findings was that we need to make sure that everybody understands the value of putting somebody from a like a, a creative sphere candidate into a position versus maybe taking a neurotypical hire mm-hmm. um, because there's a trade-off in their minds and right now we think there's a huge imbalance between what people believe the qualifications are of our candidates versus what they truly are this presumption of competence just really hasn't happened in the world at large as it relates to people with disabilities. Mm-hmm. It's so, so important. I, I think neuro, the term neurotypical, the first time I heard that was at the benefit last year. And there's a whole new way of thinking about this and understanding um, how people, the right way to talk about it and also how, um, what, what we can, what we can do to really, um, to, to make it happen, to your point, to bring the, the support to bear um, and to present the pipeline as, as, you are, as you're doing, which, which is so good and so important. So thank you for that. Um, so when, when we think about um, the candidates that you've had, when you think about the situations you've had, you know, have there been learnings? What, are, um, what can you say as, you know, as somebody who, a company that might be looking to bring these employees in you the name of the organization is creative spirit right and you say what's more creative than being different but what are some of the skill sets and some of the the gifts and the benefits that we not only that that um, these candidates bring to the organization yeah we um we started um as i mentioned uh, at the outset we started with you know a bunch of advertising people talking about this and one thing that is so fantastic um, and future forward about the advertising business, entertainment, are that these companies and organizations have hard skills, soft skills. You've got accountants, you've got creative people, you've got receptionists, you've got, you name it, the gamut is so broad. And not to mention the fact that you know, I'd like to think that you've got a very broad-minded population in terms of you know, just wanting to have uh, neurodiverse talent in their midst. And so that story has been very easy to tell. As luck would have it, um, many, many companies that have um, very specific skill sets required, like a Cisco, as an example, have also been really open. Um, And it's really up to us to be able to match those skills, which is what we do best, with what the job openings are, as an example, Mm -hmm. with the proper accommodations. And so you asked me, what kinds of positions we were talking about. Um, one of the more popular ones is anybody who can code is in, right? Um, and so, yeah. 
<laughs> these days. And that's, um, that's certainly not any different for the neurodiverse population. And in fact, in some ways, one of the reasons it's such a popular position is because, you know, front end developers, back end developers um, are at a premium. But also, um, if you take as an example, uh, someone who's on the autism spectrum with an incredible amount of focus, they tend to be really superior hires in these roles. But we really do try not to pigeonhole people, um, certainly not by, you know, medical definition and all those other things. We really are focused on skill sets. And so going beyond the development community, um, we have seen phenomenal traction among writers. Uh, We have uh, great social media experts on our team, especially among the young adults who are all digital natives. And most of our young adults um, we're actually taught in school via technology, whether it's assistive technology or otherwise. So you've got a lot of tech forward jobs. Um, a lot of our folks are hired into HR departments, either as a manager or someone technical. And I think it's just the unbelievable curiosity and openness of HR teams to want to have neurodiverse people in, in their midst. Um, and so those are just some of the roles. One of the things I would also say is that I think job readiness is super important for everybody. If you think about your average, you know, 18, 19, 20, 21-year-old coming out of school, whatever that, whatever age that is. I mean, think about job readiness as a matter of maturity. And if you hadn't been included all along in social skills and social activities, you're just that much less ready. And so one of the things we do focus on at Creative Spirit among young adults, we have plenty of older candidates as well, but among those who really haven't been in the job market for a long time is that job readiness and all those social skills. Yeah, 100%. Um, so so you're, you're doing so much both for the, for the companies and for the candidates. When I think about the role that um, companies play, I believe as organizations, we get to touch so many lives. And if we can bring these lessons and these learnings and these experiences to bear, then we're not only improving the lives of individuals, but as they go out into the world, we're improving the, the world itself, right? And so as you are, you know, the elements that I think about are empathy and compassion. We'll put those up here. Um, and when you think about the experiences that you're not only giving to these young people, but to the people that they're working with and expanding their worldview and expanding interactions, I think that the richness of that experience is so, is so good across the board. The positive spiral and the feedback that we get from people inside of companies, um, from the candidates themselves. I mean, the letters are extremely, you know, their emails are extremely moving in terms of how work changes people's lives, how it changes each of their lives, but also it changes families. One of the things that um, we've been talking about, we rang the bell at the stock exchange in October, which was really fun. And people are like, what, what's the connection other than you have a lot of big companies, you know, who are supporting. Um, and the connection we'd like to make is that, you know, economic insecurity is not a place anybody wants to be. But if you are, if you have a disability, your chances of being impoverished are pretty great. The chances that you're family will fall into poverty is even greater. And the fact that it has a multi-year, multi-generational impact is just downright astounding. And so when I think about the empathy and compassion, you can be super left-brained about it and think about all the problems that come with poverty and really living in that domain. Um, 
I like to think of the upside and thinking about just the absolute opposite of that. And so that's why I love your elements because it makes us think about all the elements um, and particularly the ones that really affect humankind. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with you and thank you for that. So I, I wanna end really on, on that note, thinking about the families as, as a woman, as a mom who has raised just such a beautiful daughter and uh, has created this, this, this amazing organization and is bringing forth so much into the world. Um, back to the element of support, what would you say to the families who you haven't connected with yet? Um, or do you have any, any words of wisdom, any words that you can, can share that it will give, give, give them some light in, um, in those darker moments? Well, a couple of things. One, uh, right off the bat, is find your support system. I have my Allison Ardens and my Gina Grillos and my Tammy Irwins and everyone else. In I the, feel lucky to be part of that circle. <laughs> in the mix. Um, and Mary Kim Novak. I was going to say, we need to, give Mary Kim, we need to give Mary Kim a shout out. <laughs> That's right. Um, I feel like finding your ground in terms of support is super important for yourself first. And I think that in turn, your family, your kids, your whoever you're caregiving for will feel the support in return. And it takes a phenomenal amount of strength to raise a kid who's different, who feels different every single day. It's emotionally draining. And I think if you have your support and emotional grounding, it goes so much better. Yes, that, that is, <laughs> yeah, 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 yes, and. Um, well, I, I have, um, benefited from your support and just some of the women that we have have mentioned today. Um, but I have been delighted to have you talk to me about this and I hope we can continue uh, moving this forward because I, as I said, as we sat in that room last year, the love and the energy and just the importance of this issue was, was not lost. And as we move, you're continuing to move it forward, but as we move out of this pandemic and back into the world, I just know you're gonna light the world on fire. And so will all of the million, uh, million plus people who you impact because of the amazing efforts that you've made. So thank you, Laurel. Thank you. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for the opportunity. My absolute pleasure. Yes, thank you. Hi, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this conversation, please head over to the podcast store and give it a five-star rating. And if you really enjoyed, hit subscribe and you'll be alerted for future episodes. Thanks for listening to The Elements of Us.